Black Female Project. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast for Black Female Project. We are here with our leadership team today. So what do you want others to know about volunteering with projects like Black Female Project or anything else they're interested in? What has it taken for you to be a volunteer, time commitment, thoughts, etc.? Do it. Look, (laughs) let me say something because this has been such a wild ride. People really want to participate in things like this. But all the time, the time and the, you know, you just don't have enough time. So to get to the point where we have a functional leadership team took at least two years of people kind of showing up and kind of not. Some people being consistent, like Che stepped in first, you know, helping. I mean, if it wasn't for Che, I would have had to work the door and greet the guests and make sure the food was on the table and make sure there was water and then set up the agenda And Chase stepped in real easy at first, and she was able to commit to being at all the events and working the door and doing the registration. I could trust her with the money. Like, all of that made such a big difference. So just know that whatever you can do, it really does matter. Don't overcommit for something that you can't really do. Like, be realistic about it. And know that the life in these projects are in the people who show up. So your commitment means everything everything. No one should have to because then no one should have to do it by themselves, not because no one should have to, but because it doesn't make the projects rich. When you get multiple voices and multiple energy and multiple talents at the table, it changes everything for the better for the people that you're trying to serve or be in support of, even if that person is yourself and your peers. Yeah, I'll just add that I'm thinking about it both what it's taken from me, but also what it's given to me to to because they're related for me. So I started early on volunteering, but I think that, of course, every little bit matters. But when you're not integrated into something um, and it's a more touch and go thing, the depth of connection is not there as much. So so the benefit that I've got is community and relationship and a form of accountability to the project that allows the work to feel more connected and more sustained. Um, so I guess I would say it's taken an openness to that, to be able to to do right by the project and openness to build more depth with the community around the project. Yeah. With regard to volunteering, just overall, I've been a volunteer coordinator for several different organizations. So what it takes for volunteers to, you know, just be in it is that commitment. But again, understanding that you don't have to overcommit. I think one of the the biggest things with um with being volunteers and working with volunteers is understanding that people are taking their time out to help and they want to be appreciated for what they do. And I know there's a great appreciation in all that um is done with the Black Female Project and you can see the tangible results of the work that you put in. So being able to see that oftentimes is a lot more motivating to continue your volunteerism. So it's just important to volunteer for a cause that you feel passionate about, something that you know um, will benefit others, and something that you can actually see the tangible um, outcomes of the work that you've put in. I found volunteering for this project... um, continuing to volunteer heals you in a lot of ways. You get to give back, but it's not just giving back. This 
project is really passionate to me specifically as a Black woman. I felt like our voices weren't being heard. Um, I was exhausted of having to have fireside or water cooler conversations with other Black women um, and getting tips and tricks kind of on the down low from people about how to survive. And at some point, we just have to encourage each other to say more and do more. And so the more I'm involved with the project, the more women I meet, the more lessons I learn as I can still grow as a person, the more I can give back and encourage other people to be that voice. So oftentimes, um, when people are attracted to the project, I'm able to pull from everyone's stories. Um, folks think they don't know what industries are represented by just by looking at different components of the project. So when I can stop and say, you know, we speak in, we've spoken with people who used to work in pharmaceutical sales or people who are in corporate finance in these niche areas, but also there's tech and there's education, there's the arts, there's writers, et cetera. Um, women get really excited because I also always, I've noticed the women who are interested in the project are very, they all, everyone has this thing that they've always wanted to do, but they've been, they haven't been courageous enough to take it on. And sometimes it's writing and sometimes it's podcasting. Sometimes um, it's just sharing their story, feeling courageous enough to tell their story as an individual. Some folks have come through as an awakening. And had I not been a volunteer, I wouldn't have been able to see those trends and changes. I also, just want to give back to someone who's given so much to me as a person. So Precious does a lot of work, pulled all this together. It's, I also have loved watching this grow from grassroots. Um, and it's taught me a lot about all the other skills I'm capable of that aren't tapped actually in my work life. Um, so just, and it's been interesting when this project took off, I had actually transferred jobs transfer job positions to doing something where I have more time to dedicate. Time is hugely important. I do a lot of the volunteer work. Sometimes if it's an Instagram post, that's really easy to do. But if it's like returning emails and program planning and volunteer worksheets, a lot of that happens after hours. I do a lot of that after 7 p.m. after I've settled down at home with my son sitting next to me. I work and he does homework or he reads and different things. So there's a lot of ways I've been able to pull this together. But because it's my passion and it's so near and dear to me, it doesn't feel like extra work. I just feel like I'm giving back to my community. Um and if that's what you're called to do, you just get in and you do it in the smallest way possible. My background is admission recruitment. So sitting at a table and greeting people was cake. <laughs> Organizing some events and some programming, that's what I do at work. That's a natural skill for me to transfer over. Um, the writing part, telling my story part, that was hard. Because mm -hmm. there's also still a significant level of fear that this project helps me overcome each and every moment I interact with it. So just going out and being a part of something you love helps you kind of move through your courageous phases. I did have a follow-up question. As volunteers and being more related to the project, what have you learned about yourself over the last three years as a volunteer? I mean, for me, the thing that comes to mind is actually what I was joking about right before we started 
talking, which is like, oh, I'm much more comfortable asking the questions than answering the questions. And that's something that since my touch on the project has been so connected to interviewing people and editing people's stories, um, I've been doing some deep diving about like why my discomfort sharing my own story so often because I'm I'm not like a closed book per se, but I I realize that in these spaces I'm not always quick to let my own guard down. So that's something that I've just been reflecting on and grateful um, to the project for it helping me reflect on that. Um, yeah, I'll leave it there. What have I learned about myself through volunteering with Black Female Project? Let's see. Probably just more and more how much of a, a people lover that I am <laughs> and uh, the desire to connect with people on an individual level opposed to um, levels where at times you think you go to networking events and you have an idea of who you want to meet and what you want to do when you get there. Like, oh, I want to connect with these type of people, these type of people, these type of people. It takes that away and just allows you to connect on a personable level which then when you go to events like more networking type events, I, I found myself not worried about who a person was, but just the chemistry that that put us together in a space to actually interact and things being a lot more organic. Um, so I think the, the volunteering with this particular um, organization along with some of the other organizations that I volunteered with has allowed more of an organic approach to networking and meeting people and understanding people's individual plights and how we can help and serve one another. Being able to, it's pushed me outside of my comfort zone in so many ways. I think that's probably one of the things I've learned about myself is that I can envision myself in different, I don't have to be pigeonholed into one area of giving or roles in an organization or in community that I can actually do multiple things and that that means other people can too. So seeing people differently, it's given me a broader perspective of what our community really is and and respect for the women who came behind me in a different way or the women whose shoulders we stand on, the people who created paths. It's given me much more honor for the things they couldn't say out loud that they had to and or moved through. I won't say endure because some people, they were in positions in order to create paths and that was the choice they made. But I'll say some of them, they uh, certainly suffered through things that created this place for us to be. So I feel like even if I just think about my own uh, maternal line, my great, great grandmother, um, my great grandmother, my grandmother and my mother. So my mother is a teacher with a master's degree. Her mother had some college. My great grandmother, um, we don't know of formal education, so to speak, but she came, moved to California after, I mean, a lifetime already to work in the shipyards during World War II, brought her mother, her daughter, and her granddaughter for a better life. And um, the house that I lived in until a year ago was where she, her mom, lived. And so I feel like 
all of the work that they did. So she would go work at the hospital or go work in someone's home and bring the clothes home to her great, her mother would iron the clothes, right? Like that was how she continued to contribute to the household. So in order for the people coming, like my nieces, my nephews, um, the people in my life that see me, I need to demonstrate what servitude to the community looks like. And so what it's done is it's given me a path to do that in a way that was different than before. It's so much more personal. So after being in the project for a couple of years, I was in a business meeting and the woman asked me, so who do you represent? I'm like, who do I represent? Strap on, because here we go. So I break it down all the way from, you know, my great grandmother who was um, who was born out of a, a this isn't the right word, but a product of rape, right? Like she, her mother worked in a house and the boys in the house had access to her. And so she got pregnant and had my great grandmother. And when they wanted her, she ran away with my great grandmother. And um, I talk about that. And then I talk about on my father's side in this business meeting. And everybody says, just kind of like, what? Well, you asked me, who did I represent? So let me tell you on my father's side, they, they were very education-focused, very education-focused, and relocated from Oklahoma to Colorado Springs for a better life for their children. The better life was, we'll, we'll let you go before the bell rings, so, this, so today your kids don't get beat up. Like Today you can go before the bell rings because we know you'll be chased home again, and so maybe you won't get caught this day. And so out of that group, most of them went to college. That was very important to them. So then the son, one of the sons or grandsons of that group said, you know what, I'm going to move to California because I want my kids to have a better education. So here we go. We're moving again for better education and um, end up in Hayward, which was segregated at the time. And um, so I tie it up in a nice bone, maybe a little swiftly, more swiftly than I am here today and, and reiterate to her. like, so don't when you ask me who do I represent? understand that I'm standing here doing community work because I care about the community, but it's not a frivolous or short-sighted thing. It's very specific. The reason I'm talking to you about work in communities that you, you say you're passionate about is because it matters every single day and every single breath matters. So I represent myself today, understanding that I'm just a uh, um, in the line of so many that came before me. So it's given me an ability to be really clear with people about what it means for me. If someone asked me to define myself, I understand I'm the complexity and the I'm everything of everybody who came before me, hopefully so that the ones before me, like the ones coming after me are just part of that. I have an obligation and I have an, uh, a service. I would say, um, I just learned a lot from y'all right now. <laughs> but I would say I've learned to listen, to be present when I listen. Mm. Oftentimes, you listen and you start getting caught up in answering the next question or what you're going to say next or whichever. Like, I literally almost forgot what I was just about to say because I was so caught up in what everyone else was sharing. And I've learned through this project. Um, and it could be subconsciously that I love, I always see myself as a little girl sitting in the corner listening to the room of adults, just taking it all in. Um, but I found that that level of being able to listen and be present has really shifted all of my interactions and how I move outside 
of this project, shall I say. I do, um, one of the things I have done outside along these last three years is I helped um, design, three, four years, helped design my son's middle school. And one, without this project, I would have never had the courage to do that. Two, I had another great group of people, grassroots, who said, we'll just show you the way, just come along. (laughs) Um, In that, Designing a school, much like designing this project, you have to hear what everyone needs. You can't assume. So that's, I guess that's the other thing. I have learned to suspend assumptions. I love to say this year's resolution (laughs) has been me working on not assuming anything about anyone and not judging people Mm. about anything. And that is important because I learned when I did start working with this project, I had a lot of assumptions about people or biases or whatever they were um, that were just so wrong and just just stop. Just stop and talk to someone and get to know them. And that's the other thing. I'm really shy. Uh, it doesn't seem like it right now, <laughs> but I'm really shy and I like to... And I get nervous about introducing myself to someone. Or even if I know people on the street, like I'll I'll see people out, especially doing this project, and I'll, no, they don't recognize me. I'll just stay over here in this corner. And uh, I have, I've stopped doing that. I've really gone out and said, hi, I recognize you from this or from that and whichever. And I'm here for something different. And so it's really given me this confidence. But being able to attentively listen to people without thinking about anything about myself has been wonderful. We want to thank our sponsors for this season's podcast. So far, our sponsors include Che Abram, Fern Stroud on behalf of Black Vines, Holly Babe Faust and Janet Stone, Yuju Ho, and Melody Fuller, founder of the Oakland Wine Festival and the Oakland Wine and Food Society. Black Female Project is a volunteer-run organization. With your support, we can continue into the years to come. Please join us for our crowdfunding campaign, 100 Sisters Strong. You can find out more information on our website on the Support Us page. Every dollar counts. Every dollar counts.